Welcome to Geek Vibes Live. Hello, everybody in Geek Vibes Nation. Uh, I'm your host tonight, Kanan, and we have a special interview. Uh, everybody that's familiar with the Stars hit show, Ash vs. Evil Dead, we're going to be speaking with Pablo himself, Ray Santiago. So as soon as he connects, we'll uh, get the interview started. But uh, if you know, we spoke to his uh, co-star, Kelly, um, a couple weeks ago. Uh, and we're hoping to get set up with him here shortly. Hi there, this is Nikki calling from Levity. Oh, hi Nikki, this is uh, Kanan with uh, Geek Vibes Nation. Just uh, hey ready there. to. Hello. Yeah, I'm going to grab we're... Ray for you whenever you're ready. Yeah, we're ready. Go ahead and bring him on. Okay, great. One moment. All right, thank you. All right, we're just waiting on Ray to uh, come on the air here. So we'll just give it a few more minutes for them to get him connected, and then we'll get started with the interview. I'm really excited to speak with him Ray, tonight, you're on with so. Kanan. Hey, how's Ray? it going? Hey, yes. Ray, this is Kanan with uh, Geek Vibes Nation. Uh, it's uh, it's an honor to have you on here tonight. Oh, thank you so much. I'm happy to happy to be on, happy to talk to you guys. Yeah, really. So I'm going to just kind of uh, introduce you uh, real quick to everybody that's listening, uh, and then we'll get right into the interview. So if anybody that's not familiar with uh, Ray Santiago, as I was saying earlier, he's on the hit show Ash vs. Evil Dead. He plays Pablo. Uh, you may have seen him also in Meet the Fockers, and he's also been in uh, the film In Time. So Ray, uh, once again, thanks for joining us. We'll go ahead and uh, jump into these questions real quick if you're ready. Yeah, let's do it, man. All right. Well, as we All as right. we stated, you know, you're 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 best known for your role as uh Pablo on Ash versus Evil Dead, but you I recognize you first from the uh the movie Meet the Fockers where you played uh Greg Fockers uh potential love child, and I must say that they did a really good job making you uh, looks very much like a, uh, a younger uh, Ben Stiller, but I know it's uh, a it, it is it, <laughs> they did a fantastic job. And uh, so so tell us a little bit about your your time on set with uh, Ben Stiller and Robert De Niro. What was it like to 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 work with such great actors? So, you know, it's a funny thing because I actually had a, an acting teacher in high school who, who said when they had the first movie out, which was just Meet the Parents, he was like, you know, if they ever made a sequel to that movie, you could be like Ben Stiller's, you know, son or brother or something. And it was just hilarious because after I graduated, I called him up and I was like, dude, you called it. Um, but yeah, I was, you know, I like to refer to myself back then as Baby Ray. You know, I was, uh, I think I was like 18 or 19 years old. I'm 33 now. Um, and um, I just got out of high school and I was uh, ready to take it on. And they, um, they, they, I auditioned uh, in New York. I sent a tape and, and they said that, you know, they thought I could definitely pull it off. But 
I had to basically come and audition for uh, Dustin Hoffman and, and De Niro. And so uh, I went to a table read, like my final audition. Um, at the time, I didn't know that if you pretty much get to the table read, it's looking pretty good. Um, but it was it was one of those things where it was like I was so young, I, I wasn't nervous at all. You know, it was, uh, I think like as we get older, we get more insecure and we get we worry about things. And, you know, when you're that young, you have nothing to lose. You have everything to gain. So I went into the situation just uh, full, full throttle. And uh, uh, when I got the job, they gave me... Um, they gave me a different color uh, eyes and they, they introduced me to a flat iron and they flat ironed my hair and gave me blue eyes and uh, dressed me like Ben. But really it was the mannerisms and studying. And he was a bit freaked out um, when we first met because I sort of I studied the, the first film and I studied a lot of his other films and his mannerisms. And so he was a bit freaked out that they had found someone that could, uh, you know, for lack of a better term, that do such a great uh, impersonation of him. Um, but, uh, yeah, working with those people at such a young age was an amazing gift. Um, you know, uh, Robert De Niro, Dustin Hoffman, Barbara Streisand, they were all so great to me. I have to say my favorite was Dustin Hoffman. I mean, he was so welcoming. I remember my first day on set, he was like, welcome to Hollywood, kid. And, you know, for somebody who's from the South Bronx and, you know, uh, has been sort of, trying to trying to make it in film and TV to hear somebody like Dustin Hoffman say that to you. It was just one of those moments where, you know, you'll never forget that, that experience. And ultimately that job ended up um, changing my life. Uh, you know, a lot of people remembered uh, Jorge Villalobos. To this day, uh, uh, you know, they, they, they do remember me from that film. Um, and uh, it's what brought me to Los Angeles and, uh, and changed my life. So, yeah. Yeah, and I had forgotten about Dustin Hoffman being in the film, but yeah, you and, and Barbara Streisand, so you really were in like a, a very star-studded film. So I bet I bet you were very uh, – I mean, I know I would be uh, so starstruck just to be in the presence of those, you know, especially, you know, Robert De Niro and Dustin Hoffman, you know, they, they've been in Hollywood a long time, you know, and just to be – to get that praise from them had to be really special for you. I mean, you know, it's it's crazy because if you put me in a room with them now – and you asked me to audition for them, uh, I would probably shit my pants, you know? But it's so funny that when you're that young, uh, you know, I go back to saying, like, I was just so excited. And, and it's one of those things that, you know, a lot of people ask me um, the same question about Ash. And they say, you know, were you nervous? And, you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not cocky. I'm not, um, I'm, 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 I'm not even that confident. But the truth is that in, in a situation like that with Ash, and with this, with, with the film we're talking about, you know, I just, I knew, I could sense and I felt it in my bones and my body that I was, that I was capable of doing this. You know, on, on that film, I knew that it was, uh, it was, it was possible because I, I could really do him and I looked like him and um, I, I didn't know if they would find someone else that could pull it off. And on Ash, it was like, you know, to be Ash's sidekick, you really have to have as much confidence as the king himself. So, in both instances, with no cockiness, I just felt like when it's yours, it's yours. When the timing is right, it's right. You know, the industry acting is, is like playing slots. You know, you just you got to be prepared. You got to know how to you got to know how to play your hand. You got to you got to know how to gamble. But it's just a matter of you know everything sort of aligning and, and you hitting the winning number. And then it's what you do when you hit the winning number and how you handle it, how you spend that 
that fortune that you get. And luckily for me, I was able at such a young age to come to Hollywood and, 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 and I didn't really hit it as hard as I, 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 and as big as I thought I would, but I'm really, I'm really thankful for that because I had a good decade of, uh, you know, finding myself in my twenties as a person and, and as an artist in Los Angeles, jumping from television show to television show, working on indie movies that went to Sundance and then ultimately ending up on an amazing show like Ash vs. Evil Dead, which when you watch it uh, on Sundays on Stars at 9 p.m., uh, it, 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 it's a short show and it looks like it's, you know, just super fun and, 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 it's, and it's easy to watch, but it's not easy to make. You know, it's, a, it's multiple genres. Uh, it's a blender of genres that, that we've created and, and put out there and it takes a lot of uh, prosthetics and makeup time and uh, comedic timing and uh, fine-tuning of, you know, the heart of the character and making sure that the, the dramatic moments play and that it's real. So um, I'm, I'm sort of on a tangent, but my point is that that movie uh, introduced me to my 20s and Ash vs. Evil Dead uh, came to me in my 30s. And so I'm just I'm learning and hopefully my 40s will bring something up. Yeah, exactly. And speaking of, you know, let's get in a little bit about Ash versus Evil Dead, since you know that's your your current uh, project and what you're most known for. So, you know, Sam Raimi's Evil Dead franchise has been around for you know a, a while now. What what's it like to be part of that franchise? Um, you know, just overall, well, what's what's the feeling like? Well, you know, it's funny. I am actually terrified of, of death. Uh, I, I don't I don't want to die. Uh, because I love living life so much. And being part of the uh, Evil Dead franchise has, has allowed me to live forever in the Evil Dead world. Uh, you know, as a kid, I being a superhero, and I dreamt of, uh, of being the hero, and also I, I wanted to be the monster chasing people. And on Ash, I've had an opportunity to, to do that. I'm one step closer to becoming a superhero. I always wanted to be by becoming, you know, by playing Ash's sidekick. And so... Um, it's one of those things that you just, I don't know how, but uh, the two biggest jobs in my life have sort of become these sort of iconic jobs. You know, people will forever remember that character and the fuckers. And, and, you know, hopefully people will forever remember Pablo. And I think that we've, we've, um, we've, we've diversified the franchise in a, in a very special way. And we've brought it to a whole other generation. And, uh, you know, it's really nice to see, uh, character like Pablo, uh, you know, trying to, trying to help save the world, um, and, uh, and, and, and fight evil. Um, and so, so it's an honor, you know, I made a pact to Sam that I'd do whatever I had to do to keep the, the franchise in line with what he, he said he wanted and what he entrusted in me. And so, um, every day I go to work, I, I try to, I try to do that, you know, and it's, uh, it's an honor to, to be part of this franchise that has such loyal fans. And, um, you know, when I was younger, we didn't have social media, so we couldn't, uh, we couldn't interact with our, uh, with our, with, with actors. And you know, I go to these conventions and I get to travel the world meeting, meeting my fans and the fans of the franchise. And, you know, you really get to see the smile on their faces and you get to experience it in a whole other way. Um, probably very similar to like what it's like to be a, you know, a, a pop star or, you know, you go, you perform and you get to feel the energy of the crowd. And so, um, it's really just a, it's a, it's a, it's a great gift and I love it. I love that, uh, I have this opportunity every day. Yeah. And when you, when you first got the role as, as Pablo, uh, 
did you ever think that you, as you, I mean, not the show itself, but as your character, did you ever think that you would make it to season three, or did you ever think that, you know, maybe they'll kill me off this season, or maybe, uh, you know, maybe, you know, because like on shows like The Walking Dead and Game of Thrones, actors never know when they're when they're going to die. I mean, even the ones you think would live uh, every season, you know, could die right off the bat. So, I mean, did you think that you would make it this far? I mean, you know, you, you just don't know. I mean, you pretty much answered that question, but uh, I hoped that, that he would make it this far. I think that, you know, we've planted many seeds and, 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 and for Pablo, and I was just eager and excited to see where they would go, but also knew that, you know, it could end at any moment. And, um, you know, in a lot of ways, he's the heart of the unit, and, and, and Kelly is the brains and Ash is the muscle. And so uh, we really need each other. Otherwise, we can't really function. Um, but you just, you never know. So in season two, when we had that situation that happened to me, um, luckily I I like to break into people's offices and read scripts and grab envelopes that I'm not supposed to grab. So I kind of knew what was coming. But uh, but like you said, yeah, you just, you never know. But one thing's for sure, you know, if he does, if he does go, uh, you know, he will die trying to be a hero, which is what I think, you know, it's people trying to be heroes, you know, we don't always have superpowers, not the strongest, but we do what we can to, we do what we can to, to make it work. And, uh, I think, uh, he's got a lot of heart and I think this season in particular, we're going to really see him become more sidekick. You know, we really introduced him, uh, we introduced the, the, uh, concept of him following in the lineage of his, his family and being a brujo and, and really embracing that the powers that, that he has within himself and, we get to really see if he's going to use them for the better of the team or if he's going to use them against the team. Uh, it's a really interesting season for Pablo. Um, you know, he's got an undeniable relationship with the Necronomicon, and uh, so he's sort of teetering on, on, on this, like, spectrum of being good and evil and, and it living within him and him trying to control that and, and what he can do with it and can he hone it in and, and be this hero that he never thought he could be. So um, in a lot of ways, I think that we've... Uh, taken him from just being a normal sidekick and turned him into this other person that, that, that people really enjoy watching. Yeah, and we, we actually had uh, Dana on a couple of weeks ago. Uh, it was really great speaking with her, and she mentioned uh, – we talked a little bit about what would happen with you and her this season, you know, and she said that you're – you and her's relationship would, you know, expand beyond just the uh, the physical type relationship. So, I mean, y'all y'all definitely have built a, a connection on the show. Is there anything that you can um, expand on, um, you know, as far as what she was talking about for this season between you and Kelly? I mean, I think that uh, you know, Pablo's been trying to get laid this these last three seasons by Kelly, and I mean, if it doesn't pan out with her, we've got a new girl on board and she's really pretty. So things are, um, but I will say that, uh, my lips are touching some, my, my, I am touching some ladies lips this season and we shall see who that lady is. I might even kiss this person twice. 
Well, I've definitely been rooting for you and Kelly since season one, even though there was a lot of tension in the first season. It kind of changed a little bit in the in the second season more. And then the third season, you know, is just getting started. But, you know, definitely, you know, a lot to go there. Um, yeah, it's one of those things that's really like, you know, for Kelly, I think she always saw it as a brother-sister relationship. And for Pablo, he was always kind of like pining for her and wanting her to see that he's, the guy she should be with. And I think that she realizes that in season two, but also too realizes that if they go down that path, it could just be treacherous territory for anybody in the evil dead franchise when they get together or there's love, bad things happen. So um, I will say that there's, there's a couple kisses that happen this season. So uh, I'm excited for it. Uh Yeah. Uh, you're definitely a lucky man, so I'll, I'll give you props to that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, and, and you know, you are uh, the one character that I think uh, has taken more for the team. I mean, you've been through a lot, uh, you know, especially in the first two seasons. So, I mean, if anybody's earned their respect or their place on the team, it's definitely you. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate – I really do appreciate that. I mean, I think – I had to fight for, uh, you know, more deadite kills because I was constantly being teased by my mom. She's the lowest deadite kill, and you're always, you're always terrified. You're always scared. I don't, I don't understand why you're always so scared. And I'm like, well, it is a horror show, and uh, you know, I have to do what what they write. But I think that this season we really get to see Pablo in a different way. You know, Pablo sees evil differently and evil sees him very differently, and he's gonna have uh, around episode eight. Uh, there's a really great scene with Bruce that's pretty pretty funny that that I just watched recently while we were doing the commentary. Episode eight and episode five, uh, particularly five, is really the episode where we get to really see Pablo uh, sort of turn into the hero that that he's now going to become. And then in eight, we also get to see him, uh, you know, do do some things that that are pretty cool, and 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 and, and he's going to discover these new new found uh, gifts, uh, so to speak, something very especial is coming this season for Pablo. And uh, I just can't wait for the viewers to see it um, because he will forever be changed. Oh yeah. We, I know you can't give a, you know, give out too much, you know, because the, the, like I said, the season's just really, you know, gotten started and there's a lot of stuff to, you know, to come, but are have y'all finished, uh, finished filming this entire season or you still got uh, episodes to film? No, no, we're done. We finished in August. Oh, okay. That's good. Now, do you know if they've already uh, picked up for season four yet that you can talk about? Nope. Nope. We don't know. Okay. All right. So let's, let's talk a little bit, um, you know, about being on set. Um, You know, you said that being part of the franchise is is something you really love, but you are afraid of, of death. Um, But something, you know, kind of joking wise, do you ever like, you know, because of the the props and the the blood and everything like that, do you ever, like, go home and actually, like, look in your closets or, like, look under the bed? I mean, because some of those props are, like, pretty freaky. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, listen, it, it, it's, it's all fun and games, and we all know it's pretend. But, uh, I mean, I've left looking pretty shitty and pretty bloody, and some of the things that I've had to do, like when I had to birth, uh, you know, little demon uh, spawns out of my mouth. I never thought I'd have a birthing scene out of my mouth. Uh, 
But uh, listen, you know, you got to take one for the team. And that was just the beginning. That was season one. Um, you know, uh, do I, did I, did I, did I prep in a very particular way for the show? Sure. You know, I think that like Pablo season two and, and three has these visions and he's tormented by these evil uh, thoughts that are taking over. Um, and uh, in New Zealand, which is where we shoot, I would um, just put on the soundtrack to Requiem for a Dream and go, go running uh, in the park at like 4 a.m. in the middle of the night um, and just think about Ruby coming out of the bushes and coming after me and ripping my <laughs> face off. So, I mean, that's how one prepares for the show. Dana and Bruce laugh at me all the time because I'd always have, like, a headset on, listening to, like, my, like, creepy music um, and uh, just trying to, like, commit to what the show is. And they would just laugh at me because I'm like, they're like, oh, there he goes again. There he goes. Um, but, you know, for, for the most part, I think I had a lot of darkness that was being thrown at me these last couple of seasons. So I was just trying to, you know, isolate myself and remove myself from the rest of the team in a sort of way that seemed um, appropriate with, with the character. Um, and I loved it. Yeah, but as far as now, props go, like, you know, it's all pretty, it's all pretty fake. You know, we have a lot of rubber props. Yeah, Dana. Dana told us that they you you know they use this concoction for the blood or whatever that when it's on you, it, it's fine. But the fact that it dries really quickly, that's when it becomes uh, a huge pain. So as a man, I'm sure you probably have um, a lot more hair than she does. So what's it like for that blood to dry on you? I mean, and just like, I mean, is it real easy to get off or is it just a pain, like something that you almost dread doing each, each shoot? Um, no. Uh, honestly, like, I'm pretty hairless when it comes to, like, my body. I'm kind of like a dolphin. Um, so I didn't really have to worry about that. But my face and, like, my hair, I guess, like, you know, um, the hair and makeup team would just, like, make sure that they didn't shoot the cannon at my face. Uh, come season three, they'd be like, well maybe try and shoot like below the face or maybe try to shoot below the eyes so that, you know, we don't have to readjust his, you know, spend time doing his hair, hair and makeup again. But um, listen, like, you know, it comes with the territory. I think the girls have it worse because they have to, they've got longer hair. Um, So, 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 I mean, yeah, it's sticky. It hurts. Uh, I mean, I had tattoos for a good two seasons. So, um, you know, I spent a lot of time in the makeup chair, uh, just getting them applied. And then at the end of the day, they would like scrub them off. So, um, I started particularly early and I ended the day with a rub down from the hair and makeup crew or the prosthetics and, uh, special effects. So you just, you know, it's not as bad as it sounds if you get the rub down and oil at the end of the day from like four women on set. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I would complain about that at all. Uh, well, at Geek Vibes Nation, you know, we, we also are huge comic book fans, DC and Marvel, and uh, just wanted to find out if if you ever wanted to star in either franchise, and if so, who would you might want to play? Um, you know, I think I would probably want to create my own hero. I think I would probably want to play the Brujo, Pablo. Just going to be keep it real with you. We don't really have, like, a Latino superhero. 
and I don't really want to, um, I don't really want to mess up what anyone's done. I'd rather just pave my own way. Um, maybe it's Pablo the Bruja, maybe it's something else, but I mean, yeah, I think that would be my answer. All right, that's fine. Uh, and uh, one last question, because I, I know we don't uh, have you very long. And, but uh, yeah, do no you know worries. if um, do you know if Stars or Sam Raimi has has uh, any interest in possibly doing an Evil Dead movie with the current cast? Like maybe uh, you know to, you know one like one big movie, kind of a, a send off, maybe a rated R type movie or something. Yeah. There is there is uh, always a possibility. I mean, this franchise has been around for thirty thirty you know so more than thirty five years or whatever it is, and it will it will go on and on. And I think that if um you know if we don't get a, a season four, a perfect way to uh, keep it alive would be an amazing would be a would be a film. Um, but right now, I would say I would encourage viewers to to watch season three so that we can get a season four. Uh, because I think the season's really great, and I think that we really, uh, really do a great job this season. Uh, you know, it, heads will roll. It, there is sort of a, a jaw-dropping uh, shocker series uh, season finale um, that happens this season. So um, everything will forever be changed. And and uh, yeah, I can't wait for them to see. But you just you never know. You never know. We'll be wheeling Bruce out in 25 more years with a chainsaw. Oh yeah, I have I have no no doubt that this this show will definitely be back for a fourth season. I mean it's it's one of the best shows on TV. It's definitely one of the best shows on Stars. Uh, but uh, Ray, I really appreciate you having you on. Oh, you're welcome. And I I know you got to go, but before you go, I just wanted to see if maybe we could get a drop from you. If I just maybe you could sure. say, uh, hey, I'm uh, Ray Santiago with uh, Ash versus Evil Dead, and you're listening to Geek Vibes Live, or just however you want to do it. Uh, yes, sir. No problem. Hang on one second. And let me know when you're ready. Go ahead. Hey, this is Ray Santiago from Ash vs. Evil Dead, and you are listening to Geek Vibes Nation. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah, that was great. And, uh, Ray, I hope you have, uh, so much success in the future. We'll definitely keep following your career. Love the show. Love everything that y'all are doing. And uh, just keep just keep uh, chugging away, man. You're uh, you're killing it. Hey, man. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And uh, like I said, you know, like whatever situations they throw me in, I'm game because uh, you know I know that the fans are loyal and they love the show. So here's to here's to more. Here's to more. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you so much. And everybody, make sure you watch uh, Ray's uh, uh, show on Stars, Ash vs. Evil Dead, every Sunday night at 9 p.m. Hey, thanks, guys. Take it easy. Thank you. Have a great one. Thank you. All right, everyone. That was Ray Santiago from uh, Ash vs. Evil Dead. Um, Great interview. Got a lot of uh, insight from him. Uh, he's a great actor, love the show, love everything that he's doing. If you haven't checked out Ash vs. Evil Dead, please go and binge watch it. It's amazing, and I think everybody will, will love it. Uh, but that about does it all for tonight's uh, special interview. Uh, we definitely got some more interviews uh, in the works, 
But make sure you check out our other shows. We have uh, Full Court Press this week. We also have uh, Wrestling Geeks Alliance. We have Top Ten this week. And then also make sure you check us out every Sunday. Uh, new time for Geek Vibes Live. We're going to go live 5 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Central. So make sure everybody check us out. And once again, I'm Kanan with Geek Vibes Nation, and we're for geeks by geeks.